Hello, and welcome to the FinBiz 2030 Building Resilience podcast series. This episode features highlights from the Leadership, Purpose and Ethics webinar, hosted by Kara Haffey and Indy Hothi. In this episode, we hear from Monica Moisen, a fashion attorney and advocate for cultural intellectual property rights. She is introduced here by Kara. We'll now hear from Monica Moisen, who's been putting integrity at the core of her life's work. She is a cultural, intellectual property and fashion lawyer, a cultural sustainability consultant and founder of the Cultural Intellectual Property Rights Initiative. She is dedicated to protecting, protecting craftsmanship and um, the rights of craftsmanship in what she does. Monica, let's hear from you. Thank you very much, Cara, for this kind introduction. I'll jump right in. Um, as a One Young World Ambassador and founder of the Cultural Intellectual Property Rights Initiative to share with you why I launched this initiative and what is our action portfolio. CIPRI, as we affectionately call ourselves, <laughs> came around from the need to eliminate cultural appropriation in the fashion business and to offer extra legal alternatives to the current legal system that seems to fail to protect indigenous people and local communities who are custodians and transmitters of traditional knowledge and traditional cultural expressions. What often happens in the fashion industry is that these expressions that belong to cultures worldwide are taken and, and exploited without consent, without credit, and without compensation. The Cultural Intellectual Property Rights Initiative acts therefore as a mediator between the interests of the fashion business and those of indigenous people and local communities. What we try is to bring them together on the same platform to create benefit-sharing business models that work in line and focus on the sustainable development goals. Eight of the 17 goals focus specifically on cultural sustainability, but that is very little spoken about um, and opportunities in this sphere very little exploited. We have developed extra legal tools such as the three C's rule framework, credit, consent, compensation, and the cultural trademark to support communities um, to be at an equal, at a par level uh, with fashion stakeholders in negotiations and discussions. Uh, despite the current pandemic, our team, which is spread across four continents, is uh, implementing projects based um, on the three C's rule in India, Guatemala, Germany, Laos, and Romania. We've been more active than ever, um, being a close-knit framework, a, a close-knit community that, that works from the distance with online uh, tools as well. What shocked me in my work as a cultural, intellectual, property, and fashion lawyer um, has been the prevalence of a colonial mindset, both in the legal space, especially when we look at the notion of public domain and what it means, and in the definition of the fashion system itself. The fashion system itself is built on the divide between the global north and global south, and this has been a divide that has been systemically replicated um, in the way fashion is produced around the world and distributed and consumed. The notion of public domain currently uh, puts inside of it um, terms like traditional knowledge and traditional cultural expressions, meaning that these um, elements are free for everyone to, to exploit. Um, often in the detriment of communities that uh, live in most in a lot of parts of the world under the poverty line. 
Today, more than ever, transparency and integrity in business are of paramount importance. Business models that do not value every actor across the supply chain are doomed to fail. And this includes artisans, craftspeople, custodians of traditional knowledge, indigenous communities around the world. We see it in the fashion industry uh, very well today. Consumers are more inquisitive. They challenge the business models. They challenge the transparency of the supply chains. They know they have become impact investors themselves. They ask for a redefinition of the fashion system and how the industry operates. Uh, this work is no longer just a work of activism, but it's a work of community. It's a community endeavor. If there's one piece of advice that I would like to share with the audience, I'm not an accountant. Uh, I'm not very experienced in the finance field. My father is, but I'm not. But what I can share with you, what I could ask for you, if you want, is to find one mission of social impact that you invest in. Because we are here today all gathered to find a way to move forward, a way, a system where the well-being of the people is at the forefront, where profit is not longer the only measure for success. This is what I had to share. Thank you very much for your time and attention. To hear more podcasts or to find out more about FinBiz 2030, go to finbiz2030.com. Join the conversation using hashtag FinBiz2030. FinBiz2030 is a joint initiative between One Young World and Chartered Accountants Worldwide. This podcast is produced by Big Top Multimedia. The original webinar series was produced by Be There Productions and Big Top Multimedia. Special thanks to Pexels.com. Pexels.com